Diablo. Hi guys, welcome back to the What Can Go Wrong podcast. My name is Julie Jules, Julia, that loud Mexican bitch overall Jules. Hey, hey you blue shirt, the stronger, I'm the tyrant, Julie the cat, the spider, homeless Jules, Northside Jules, Julie San, and that's it, bitch. Fuck, I feel like there's one missing. <laughs> I know, I feel like it's I can't it, remember them all. But I feel like if I say it fast, nobody will notice. That's, that's what I'm trying it. to do. Anyway. And With confidence. To, and to my right, I have... The ever so humble Pierre. That's it, just Pierre. How many motherfuckers you know named Pierre? I'm the only motherfucker you know. I don't know. You know what? I. Mm. You don't know one motherfucker named Pierre who looked like me? Yeah, no, none. Not a one. No. We wanted to pick some of our favorite stories that we've shared with you guys and elaborate a little bit more because sometimes we just don't go into enough detail. And sometimes I have follow-up questions after. And so um, I, I'm going to go first on this one. Do it. So for those of you that have listened to episode number 45, pause, pause, number 45. Oh, fuck. (laughs) 45 is called. I'm in a safe place. (laughs) I can talk about this. It's all right. 45 was an episode that really traumatized Pierre. It's called hashtag Pierre two. So you guys can go back and listen to this episode. Um, this episode is, it, it holds a special place in my heart because it was the time that Pierre, he got raped. Okay. That's really what happened. I got taken advantage of. Yeah. You got taken advantage of you. You had the feeling of what most women fear. And so I'm really happy that this happened to you. You are. (laughs) That I got to experience this. Yes, bitch. Because now you know the fear that women have. That I won't do it to nobody else. Exactly. Exactly. So I think I think every man needs to be raped once or twice in their life and then we (sighs) we might have (laughs) Especially by that bitch. God damn, bro. Because there's a shame. Like, you can't tell nobody about it. Yeah, it wasn't like she was hot. No. Right. So uh, for those of you that that haven't heard the episode or want to know a little more detail, um, Pierre, she she was doing meth? Or what was she doing? Oh, yeah. She was a meth head. So I worked overnight at the Crown Plaza Hotel. Mm -hmm. And so she was my boss. She was the night auditor. Mm -hmm. I was just a lonely security guy, right? (laughs) Learn to have tie ties. You know, I'm trying to do some shit, bro. And so, like, I was trying to learn the ropes to move up. Mm-hmm. And so, she started befriending me. And I think I said this before. People who work overnight are weird. Mm-hmm. You're never going to meet a person who works overnights normal. No. There's always something fucking weird about them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm still pretty young at this point. So, she told me she was an insomniac. So, I'm just like, yeah, you know, sometimes people have a hard time sleeping. Right. I get it. You probably only slept like three hours. Didn't even occur to me that she was a meth head. Meth never entered my mind that that's why she had a hard time sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so long story short, I started kind of, you know, because there's three of us on that shift. Mm-hmm. And so we talk a lot. We start shooting the shit. And the thing that sucks about working overnights is I'm off at seven o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to hang out when you just got done. Yeah, I'm, I'm barely walking into work yeah, at 7 a.m. I'm like hitting people up. They're like, bro, I just woke up, bro. What the fuck are you talking about? Don't text me this early. Exactly. So the only people you usually hang out with are the people you work with. So mm-hmm. it got that time and I was like, bet, let's go to Sam's number three, have mm-hmm. some drinks, shoot the shit. Because I was really trying to smash her roommate. Yeah. And she was like, well... She knew that too. That was the other thing too. It was oh. diabolical. She knew I was trying to smash her roommate. So she's she's dangling she's dangling the roommate like a carrot. Yeah, she was like, Yeah, just come over and maybe you guys get it off. Like she's trying to set us make it seem like she's oh. setting us up. Right? Even so I'm like best. So we go to Sam's, we eat, we drink, and yeah. then we get back to her car. I don't have a car at this time, so I'm like, I'll get into the car with pretty much anybody. <laughs> you give me a ride, bet I'll get in this car. And you know, like I said, I was really naive. I've mm-hmm. never really seen meth get done. I've seen people smoke crack with foilies, yeah, free base, but I've never seen meth. And so I see a pipe in her center dash, and I'm like, oh, shit, we about to get high. Like, I'm thinking we about to smoke weed. some weed. Weed is what yeah. you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did and the pipe look similar to a weed pipe? It just looked dirtier. It looked uh, like a lot of resin in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I say this on the episode, but... When she smokes it, she was like, you're fucking telling anybody about this. They'll never believe you. That's a real fucking uh, um, a predator. 
Yeah. That's some predator Because I bet some, somebody's like said that about her before. She's gotten away with it. Oh, my God. She saw you and she said, innocent little Pierre. Yeah. You're, you're never going to... Nobody will ever believe you. No. And so... We're like, she, I'm fucked up at this point because right. I'm drunk. And she was like, hey, I got some weed at my place because I don't do meth. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't really do that shit. It's not for me. She offered it to you? Yeah. She was like, no. you want some? And I'm like, I've seen training day. Yeah. I know how that shit worked out. <laughs> Yo, bitch. And so she was like, yo, I got pizza at my place and I got some weed. And I'm like, Stop. Say less. Let's get Say the fuck less. out of here. Why are we talking? Why are we, why are we still talking? So we drive all the way out to fucking Aurora. And as soon as we get there, I'm like, bet. So where's this pizza? She was like, relax. Smoke some weed. I'm like, all right, cool. So we start, I start smoking. Yeah. And I keep drinking. And I'm like, oh, this is what's up. Uh, what time is she back? Because she was like, oh, she'll be back like around one. I'm like, it's 10. Cool. Let me fall asleep Ted on this couch. 10 in the morning. 10 in the morning. I'm fucked up. Oh, my God. So, I remember I'm, like, trying to pass out on the couch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got stinky feet. You know what I'm saying? I got to wear two pairs of socks. <laughs> and I remember, like, falling asleep and her, like, trying to pull my shoes off. And I was like, yo, don't touch my fucking feet. I'm all right. Don't, I've been don't. working all day and I'm drunk, bitch. I was like, like I'm all right. Don't Please don't do that. Let me keep yeah. my shoes on. She was like, nah, go ahead. Crash out. I'm going to clean in here. I'm going to clean the living room. And... You know, because I grew up with a lot of people in the house. I'm used to that. Where people are like, yo, man, get the fuck out of here. I need to clean. Yeah. I'm like, cool. And she was like, go crash out in the bed. I was like, bet. So I go crash out in the bed. I'm fucked up. Yeah. I wake up to her, to her on me. She's, she's, she's on you, on you. Her lips are on me. And so I'm fucked up. I'm like coming out of it. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then she gets on top of me. And I feel that pressure. You know, I feel that weight change. I'm like, oh, shit. All of a sudden you feel full. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I like remember vividly her putting a condom on me. And then she starts going to town. And this is within a minute. And like I finally come to. Right. Like I finally realized. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I look at her. I was like, yo, you need to get off me. And I'm like. Like a bucking bronco, you know what I'm saying? I hip toss her. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I remember just like grabbing the condom and throwing it. Yeah. And she was like, what the fuck? Where'd you throw that? I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, what you're doing. Like, I, I, this is not what I wanted. This is not a fucking safe. This is not consensual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, we need to find that condom. My boyfriend's coming over in an hour. And I'm just like. She has a boyfriend? She got a motherfucking boyfriend. Bitch. Did and you so, help? Did you help look for the condom? Yeah, of course. I'm trying to get my shit together. No, bitch. I'm like, that's and I'm your like, I gotta problem. go. I gotta. I'll, yeah. I'll call a lift. Mm-hmm. This is like lift was brand new. I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah. And she was like, No, no, it's cool. Just hang out. I was like, No, stop touching me. Get the fuck off me. Ooh, shit. Yeah, man. That's that shit was traumatic as fuck. Long story short, I ended up still getting with the roommate. Oh. We broke up. It was it was bad. It was toxic as fuck. Not toxic. She was just older and she had kids and I was still young and like I I stand very firmly. I will never date a female with kids. Right. It's just It's just not for you. It's not for me, man. It's not yeah. the cards, but that shit sucked. Quick side note. I don't know if yeah. I told this story. I'll be real fast. So I yeah. started dating this chick. Her name was Erica. Uh-huh. And you know, she was She was older. She was older, so she stayed on a lot of couches. So we right. first started dating. And then she ended up leaving the the house with a roommate right. that raped me. Mm-hmm. And so she was staying at her homegirl's house. And her homegirl had some dude who just got out of jail and basically tried to rape her. And so this oh, is like shit. a month into us dating. And so she comes over to my mom's house and kind of, because I'm, you know, I'm staying with mom. Yeah. And she you tells like, me what like happens. You were still young. Yeah. She yep. tells me what happens. I'm like, bet. Say less. You went like, to go be Captain Save-A-Ho? So she... She was already here safe at my mom's house. Right. And so I hit up I hit up Diamond in the Rough. I was like, hey, I need you. You can't any ask any questions. You can't fucking tell me what we're doing. And you're never going to bring it back up. Are right. you down? He was like, bet. Say less. Yeah. We get in the car. We go. And it was an elderly apartment complex somewhere on South Federal. Okay. We fucking bullshit. Like, because you got to have a card to get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we wait for some old people to come out and we fucking get right back in. Of course. And we go back, we go up to the room because we know because Erica told me. Mm -hmm. So we knock on the door and we're acting like Amazon. So as soon as this chick opens the door, I fucking push that door open. Shut up. And Diamond in the Rough right behind me. I was like, where he at? Where he at? Where's that motherfucker that likes to rape people? She was like, he's not here. He's not here. I was like, what the fuck does he look like? 
And she was like, get out of here. And I just grabbed like a random picture she had like on her. Like, her fridge. On her fridge. I was like, this that motherfucker? This is him, huh? You tell him I'm looking for him. And, you know, I was not thinking clearly. Right. And so she was like, please, that's the only picture I have of my son because it was a picture of the dude and the kid. Oh. She was like, please, that's the only picture. I was like, I'm going to take a picture of it. I was like, you let him know. You should have taken Pierre, the whole. Pierre, Pierre <laughs> looking for this motherfucker. Taken and we laughed picture. and I was like, P- after like years down the road, I was like, Pierre, that could have gone bad. It could have gone real, <laughs> real bad. bad. He could have had a gun. But he Diamond could've... in the Rough was there, bro. He was there. He was fucking, he looked intimidating. Yeah. She scared the fuck out of that lady. And we were like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. You're like, all right, all right, let's go back to mom's but house. After that, we didn't work out. We were together yeah. for like three months, but oh, that was it. That's terrible. I, I didn't even know that story. Yeah. You should have taken the fucking picture. Be like, you should have been a better mom. Then you would have more pictures of your son. That's what I would have done. So That's now that that was my elaboration. <laughs> okay. One of my favorite episodes, um, because a lot of times, you know, Pierre becomes the star. Mm-hmm. So you get left in the back. <laughs> you know, you don't really have that many stories. <laughs> I am the so it was hard. It was hard to find a story <laughs> that you did. So one of my favorite stories was episode 70. Okay. Do you remember that one? No. What is it called? Dollar a day. Ah! <laughs> Dollar a day. This is one of your favorite ones. You're right. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about the program you're involved with. <laughs> so this was a program. <laughs> Fuck. Is that, what the, is that what the episode is called? Dollar yeah, a day? Dollar a day. Damn. I need to pick better, better titles. So Dollar a day was a program that was targeted to um, lower income youth females and they had us go to a a local rec center and they had two older ladies teach us about were they gay no no they were like married um and it was weird because then like so we would talk about like you know the reproductive system and we talk about sex and then we talk about like you know stds or stis and then um like just healthy things to do and abstinence they would talk a lot about abstinence it's the safest way and and so that was their thing where you would get a dollar every day that you would show up there and you weren't pregnant so i was cashing in these motherfucking checks man it was cash who would have known overall jewels (laughs) not getting pregnant I was like, I have sex with nobody. Give me my money. Run me my $7. So we would go like every fucking Wednesday or something, right? And they would be like, okay, um, you have to sit through this one hour course. And they would tell you, you know, like, you know, sex is bad. bad. That's exactly what they would tell you every single time. Sex is bad. Don't have sex. And then they would scare you with all of the STD pictures. And then all of them, girls, guys, all of it, babies, babies that like were born with STDs. Yeah, I saw all of it. And then after the class, they just had like bundles of ones looking like fucking strippers. Count out your $7. Boom, 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 boom. I'm like, yeah, bitch, let me go get my hot Cheetos. Um, For me, it was it was easy because I wasn't trying to have sex because they scared the fuck out of me with all their shit. You know, they were copping some of that money. There was no receipts, nothing. Nothing. All cash flow. It was all cash. And I never had to sign anything like they just were still in that shit. It was I know. And I'm like, who gave you all these ones? You just go to the bank and ask for all these ones. Um, Just the fact that they paid you. Why? (laughs) Do you think that that it's offensive? You think? It's very offensive. That's why it was one of my favorites because I was like, that's some 90s shit that happened in Colorado. They're like, yeah, man, just pay these little folks. Let's go to the rec center. Yeah. They can buy their hot Cheetos for the week. Yeah, we were like... It'll be all right. We were like 13 years old and just fucking getting paid. And they took us on like camping trips and shit too. Yeah. And I'm like, where are the dudes at? Like, why is it always just fucking girls, man? These girls are annoying. Yeah. But no, they... It was all girls. It was fucking crazy. Um... I wanted to talk about, speaking of uh, guys and girls dating, I wanted to talk about episode number 66. 66 pickup sticks. <laughs> Where is my destiny? <laughs> this is literally one of my favorite stories. And so I'm going to tell you, actually, I'm going to have you kind of recap what the, the destiny it's story such a is. Story. I know it's such a good story. I love the story for you. This story caused other issues in my work life like I was ready 
shit was going to happen at work because yeah. of this story. So remind the podcast listeners what this episode was about. So episode 66, it was called, uh, what was it called? I'm here for my destiny. I'm here for my destiny. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, Pierre was a little bit of a loser. <laughs> and so I remember there was this chick, her name was Destiny. Mm-hmm. And we're all sitting in files, like with the desk and shit. So, like, it's all rows. Mm-hmm. And so, Destiny's sitting in front of me. And so, she's talking to the guy that's sitting in front and then to my right. Mm-hmm. And she's asking him to uh, the social, which was like homecoming. Yeah. He says no. And I'm like, cool, whatever. I'm like, fuck, I wish somebody would ask me. <laughs> the next day, she asks somebody to the left of her if they want to go to homecoming. They say no. Damn. And so was she even cute? Like at this point, <laughs> goddamn, she was cute for me. She was, she would have got it. She would have got it. All right, all right. But then, um, you know, this is now day three. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, all right, maybe she's working her way. I'll fucking say yeah. So she looks at me. She was like, hey Pierre, uh, do you want to go to homecoming with me? I've seen this movie. I've seen this movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Tessie's I hate about you. Yes. Here we go. Let's she's go. all that. She's Let's all go. that. I'm, you're the girl and she's all that. Exactly. So I say yes. And so, and this is how excited my family is for me because this is my first date. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I hit up my uncle and I'm like, deal. I got a date. Can I please borrow your truck? Yeah. He has a, a Chevy S10, S10 with the blue Chevy stripe. S10. Yep. Mexican fucking stereo in the back. Blue neon lights. He was like, Bet me, huh? Let me let me show you all the shit. I just got it detailed. Yeah, so he fucking shows me how to drive it, all this shit. Yeah, I'm like bet. So I pay for the tickets, mm-hmm. and I go and I buy a bunch of roses and shit. And so I go to pick her up, and just like you know, movie, I'm like, I bet I'm open the door for her. I'm gonna knock on the door. I knock on the door, and it's her fucking brother. And he was like, "What's up? What's up, homie?" I'm just like, "Who the fuck is this dude?" I was like, "Yeah, man, uh, I'm here for my destiny," <laughs> and. He like looks me up and down, and I hear her from the back. She was like, "Come on in, I'm almost ready." So I come in and I see her homegirl in a dress, just like sitting in the living room. I'm like, oh, "That's weird," and just like the fucking movies, man. She, I'm surprised she had a banister. So she's coming from the top floor. She's yeah. walking down. And I'm like, down "Oh the shit, stairs. that's what's up." Oh my god! And I was like, "Here you go. I got you these roses. They're 17." One for each year you grew with beauty. Oh, my God. Yes. You know, because I'm real heavy into the movies and shit. So, like, anything that's in a movie, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing yeah, all the yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh, wow, this is nice. And just, like, puts it on the countertop. And she was like, hey, my homegirl Cynthia is going to ride with that with us. Is that okay? You're like, I'm in a fucking pickup truck, bitch. And she Cynthia was a little bit bigger. You know, she was definitely the duff. Oh, no. And so, I'm still trying to be cool. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on in. Come on, Cynthia. So I'll get the door the for door, you, too. Fucking get them in. And I'm pounding. This is when I'm like listening to Little Wayne. I got the stereo thumping loud as fuck. It's nothing but bass. Exactly. So we pull up to the gym. We get out. We walk in. We take our pictures. She was like, I want to take pictures right away. I was like, all right. Bye, of course. Yes. Let's do this. Of course. And the fucking pictures are horrible. Like, I didn't tie my tie right. <laughs> I'm not even matching. Like, my shirt is untucked. It's... It's bad. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I grew up without a dad. Yeah, we didn't have a daddy. What's so the fuck? So I didn't fucking know you this. So we take pictures and she was like, Oh, I'm gonna go with my friends real fast. So I'm like, cool. I'm gonna go. I'm fucking hungry. Yeah. So I go, I do some snacks and shit, and then my homeboy's brother was a DJ. That's for that right. Night. That's right. And so they weren't supposed to do song requests. Right. But I knew the DJ. I'm like, yo, and his name was Pee Wee. Yes, and I was, was like, Hey Pee Wee, bro, please, I need these points. She loves this song, Justin Timberlake, My Love. Will you please shout her out, and just say her class, and say it's for me. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him. I was like, bro, come on, look at me. Yeah. I need this. I, I need this. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he gave said, you the sympathy fucking He gave it to me. Because no, he man. looked at me. He saw that time. He was like, yeah, all right, but I got you. I got you. So he was like, all right, the song goes out to Destiny Ortega, class of 2008. From Pierre. Ooh. Hope you're having a good time, girl. And that song, Justin Timberlake, My Love, that was like the song of the summer. Right. So she comes up. She's like, ah, fucking hugs me. She's Hyped. like, I love this song. I was like, I know. I got it just for you. And then she was like, thanks. Turns around and starts dancing with her homegirls. Shut the door. Shut and the I'm door. just like. You stupid bitch. This is where it first starts setting in. Yeah. I 
was like, she's taking advantage of you. Mm-hmm. She's taking advantage of you. Yeah. And so, you know, she my thinks feelings, she's, She thinks she's hot shit. She just got called out by the motherfucking DJ. Nobody, the got, only one, no one nobody else. else got fucking called out by the DJ. This bitch thinks she's hot shit. And so I'm like, let me go eat. I got to eat these feelings away. So yeah, yeah, I go yeah. get some food. I'm, I'm, I fucking lose her. Yeah. It's coming towards the end. I'm asking all her friends if they've seen her. Finally, they're like, all right, the dance is over. Everyone needs to leave. So mm-hmm. I end up standing by the fucking doors. I'm like, she has to come out. You're like security. Yeah. <laughs> and so everybody leaves. And I was like, all right, well, maybe she's by the car. She's probably by the fucking car. What am I doing standing by yeah, this door? Stupid. Stupid. I go to the car. Nothing. And I'm like, well, it's probably, it's been like a half hour. Maybe she's taking pictures of someone. So I just end up sitting in the bed of the truck. And I'm calling her, and it's just going straight to voice message. Of course. And you know, you don't ever just call once. No. It's like three or four or five. Or ten. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sitting there for a minute, and then I see the custodial crew coming out, and they're starting to pick up shit. And I was like, oh, no. You got left, Pierre. She's not here. You got fucking left. You're like, check the bathrooms. Check the bathrooms. You Is might have got sick. Is anybody else in there? Yeah. Still holding out. And then I remember driving home, I was like, you stupid motherfucker. You <laughs> fell for that shit. <laughs> And I remember that was that was like the dirtiest I've ever gotten done. Yeah. Fuck that bitch. Well, can I tell you real quick? So the job that I work at, a girl went out on maternity leave, right? And all I knew was her name was Destiny. And it was spelled the same way, two E's at the end. And I said, I'm going to have to fight her. Hood. Hood. No, she's from the North Side too. Destiny, what up, girl? So she she was gone for like a long time. And then, cause they give you like six months and then she came back and she was like, she was like a cute looking girl. And I was just like, fuck, she's like pretty. And she, and I was just like, fuck that. I don't care. Like I'll fight this bitch because she broke my little baby sister's heart. And so I'm prepared to fight her in the hallway of a fucking, a fucking professional ass job. Right. And so she comes into work and then I don't say shit. And like an hour goes by. And she's seen me and I've walked by and and we don't fucking say nothing. Finally, she turns to me. She goes, hey, hi, I'm Destiny. And I go, hey, I'm Jules. I'm Jules. And she goes, hi. Yeah, like I heard that you joined the team like while I was gone. And I was just like, yeah, I got to go. And I was a total bitch, total bitch to her. Then I ended up finding out her last name. And so her last name was completely different than this one. Yeah. So it was completely different. And I was just like, damn, I was ready to fight her. So then I became friends with her. She's so, she's fucking cool. She's badass. And she became part of the crew. And we we talk shit. And but does she listen to the podcast? She listens to the podcast. Okay. She listens to the podcast. So I'm not going to say her real last name, but Destiny that works at my job <laughs> knows what's up. She's part of the same crew. But it was funny because I told her, I said, girl, you and me were going to have to fight at some point. Yeah, you didn't feel that energy I was exactly. giving you? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And she was just like, what? And I was like, yeah, like I, I, I thought that you were the same bitch that broke Pierre's heart. So I was going to have to fuck you up and she was like fuck that we'll fuck that other destiny girl up Find that bitch. <laughs> yeah. that's how i know this destiny is down she was like fuck that bitch i'll fuck her up too much love destiny so destiny the real one <laughs> but i was i had i had a whole ass like scenario in my head that i was just like i'm gonna have to run her over or we're gonna have to fight in the hallway like some shit is gonna or can go I down. catch her slipping at yeah yeah but but no this destiny is cool as fuck she has a completely different last name and she's she's cool as fuck so that's how that shit went all right hold on motherfucker i gotta take a piss all right we'll be right right, right back guys blessings oh shit hold up wait bring it back i thought you were supposed to do diablo Diablo is a bitch. We do this every fucking. Diablo is in the fucking beginning. Now you're just fucking me. Whatever, bitch. Whatever. All right. So. Okay. So we're done with the Destiny story. We're done with my. My lesson. That was a lesson. That was a lesson in life. So. One of my favorite episodes about your shit. Episode 76. And this started a little controversy with us on social media. Okay. What was it? Was it what's the episode called? She gave me band-aids. Oh! <laughs> so. You're right. You're right. This was one of my favorite episodes because 
growing up, a lot of every time we'd fight, you were really good with mind games. Yeah. You were really good with just like, yo, know, I've never seen her fight. She only beats us up. Yeah. I don't know if she fucking got tans, bro. She only fucks me and my little brother up. And so when I heard the story about Pam. Yeah, the Pam story. I think it kind of like, it just made everything legit. I'm like, yeah, all right, bet. All right, now you you can back it up too. You don't just be talking shit. You can fucking walk the walk too. But I didn't want to walk the walk in that episode. I I was I was petrified by this three hundred pound girl. Like I I didn't weigh as much as her. I wasn't as tall as her. Like she was going to murder me. But you had a better home than her. I, you had a fucked up home. But you know Pam had a came from a fucked up house. You had a mom. At least I had her a mom. mom. Probably didn't even want her. So give me, give us the quick rundown between you and Pam. So this, this story was, it's the story that almost wasn't right. So there was this little fuck boy. Um, his name was Jason. And I was just like, I was enamored with him. I was just like, yo, I think he's cute. But then he would always hang out with Pam. And I was like, what is it about her? Is she cooking you food? I can cook. I can cook. Like, what does she do for you? Because he was always hanging out with Pam. Pam was like 300 pounds, like five foot eight girl. Like, like she a bodyguard. Was, she was. She she could have played football. And I was just like, what is it about her that is so like intoxicating to you? So I asked him, I said, are you dating her? He's like, nah, man, that's just the home girl. And then he took that as an invitation to let me relay what Jules said. Yeah, he was raised in a house full of females. He was motherfuckers who 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 were raised around females talk a lot. He did. So he he talked. He said, "Guess what? They they must have been at lunch." He was like, "Guess what?" Jules asked. She asked if we were dating. Ha ha! I told her you were just the homegirl. So that must have. And and I don't understand how that made her mad. I I to this day. Come on. As a duff, you've been the duff a few times. Been a duff a few times. She had it deep. Have you not watched the movie? She was like. I'll just befriend him, and then he'll realize and then he'll that I'm love the me. yes, yeah, that I'm the one that he's supposed to be with. You crushed her dreams. <laughs> so she, I did it. This know. is what this is what happened. I didn't know, and so like after lunch, the next period we're in class together. This is middle I, school, right? It's middle school, and so I have Pam and Jason in the next class, and then she comes up to me and she's like, "I heard you were asking about my motherfucking business," and I'm just like, "Huh? What did I ask about?" And she's like, you Being stupid. Yeah, no, I didn't know. I thought that she, I thought that like, to me, the conversation with Jason was so insignificant that I didn't even like think twice about it. Why the fuck are you asking if Jason is dating me? And I was like, Oh, Oh, well you guys are always hanging out together. So I just, I want to know like if he's single or not. And she was like, you're a fucking bitch. That's why we going to get the heads at the end of school. And I'm just like, why are we going to fight? Like, I don't understand this. And but I couldn't get punked, right? And I was just like, you know what, bitch? Get the fuck out of my face. So, but this whole time I'm confused, but I can't let her know that I'm confused, right? Yeah. And then she starts telling people that we're going to fight. People start coming up to me like, yo, I heard you were going to fight Pam. I heard you were going to fight Pam over Jason. Damn. And I was like, first of all, I'm not fighting over over. I, like, I didn't know dude. you and Jason were dating, Jules. Yeah, exactly. Why are you fighting for Jason? That's her man. And I'm just like, I'm not trying to get between a man and a woman, okay? I'm not trying to. Have some respect. Have some respect. <laughs> For a relationship that has nothing to do with you, Jules. Exactly. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, and then I start getting nervous, right? Because I'm like, yo, she going to fuck me. Because she is. She's bigger. She's a big white girl. She's a big. And I'm like, yo, in my head, she's going to sit on me. And yeah, yeah, stubble. I'm dead. Done. So after school, I take the other way home. I typically take a right to go home. Bitch, I took a left. I go all the fucking way up. I take another left. I take another fuck. This bitch finds me. This bitch finds me. We happened to meet on the corner where there's a payphone. Payphone still existed at this time. 44th Mariposa? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Jules, bleep that out. You should out. have been riding in the alleys, Dude, bud. Future Jules, bleep that out. <laughs> so... 
<laughs> so I she, remember that payphone. <laughs> so she finds me, right? And she's like, where the fuck have you been? And I'm like, yeah, thanks for waiting. Like my dog. Like I, I did. Now like, it's mind games. Yes, it's all mind games at this point. And I'm petrified on the inside. I'm like, she gonna fuck me up. And she's like, well, let's get the fucking heads. And I'm like, nah, bitch. And I'm like, you got all your fucking homegirls here. You think I'm not going to get jumped? You think I'm stupid? I ain't fucking stupid. And then so I was like, let me call my sister. We call it all the fucking gangsters. Bitch, I try to fucking page my sister. Before cells. Before cell phones. I'm trying to page her. Like, how do I tell my sister on a fucking pager? Because you can't leave a voicemail, bitch. It's yeah. numbers. It's 911, bitch. It's 911. How the fuck does she know where I'm at? How does she know that I'm on 44th and Mariposa? She doesn't know. She don't got no coins. She can't call yeah, you. Yeah, she can't call me. Yeah, the fucking, the phone, the, by the time the Ugh. pay phone rings, I'm you think that bitch was going to give me time to check but the number? you couldn't number? let her know on that. I, none of this. I am dying on the inside, right? And so I'm looking at her. I'm like, we don't get the fucking heads. Don't you worry bitch and i'm like you just you got fucking people that are gonna jump me i'm not trying to fucking get jumped dumb bitch we do this one-on-one the whole time i'm dying inside and so i'm like i'm dialing 911 to my sister it's not fucking, like a phone booth right it's an open one it's an open it's not one. like you can just like, no like i can fucking hide in there and fucking yeah. and use my legs no bitch it's an open one she takes the receiver out of my hand throws it onto the floor but mind you it's fucking yeah, it's cord it's it's cord, it's corded phone so it looks like she hit me the whole fucking school is behind her. Ooh. And I'm like, okay, I have one half of a fucking second to make a choice. So I deck her straight in her fucking jaw. That's all I can do. Yeah. That's all I can fucking do. This bitch moves half a fucking inch. Half a fucking inch. And I said, the next move, bitch, you got another half a second. Tackle her and fuck her up. So boom, tackle her. Whack. We go to the floor. And I'm fucking like, all I'm doing is is swinging. swinging as much as I can fucking hit her face. She's trying to grab my fucking hair and I'm just swinging, swinging, swinging. She grabs with both of her hands. She grabs my fucking head. Like she's going to do a headbutt. So she comes and she pulls my fucking head down. And I said, bitch, the only move we have, what is that? You made the wrong move. <laughs> bitch. So I bit her. I bit the, the fuck out of her. I Mike Tyson, her eyebrow. I bit the shit out of her fucking eyebrow. And I didn't let go until she let go of my hair. There was so blood. Were you, so question, did what? you take a little bite or did you like no. open your mouth and it try to like get as much as you could? It was like a fucking cheeseburger from McDonald's, bitch. I took as uh, much as I could. <laughs> I even made the noise. And, uh, and I did it with the with the two sharp teeth, the canine yeah, the canines. teeth. That's what I did it with. I did it half halfway uh, and I said, hmm. And so she, I didn't fucking, I didn't release the bite until she let go of my hair. Yeah. And then by this time, there's blood all over her fucking face. I look like a fucking maniac. There's blood like dripping from my mouth. And, but there's blood all over her. People are like, God damn, what the fuck? Call call an ambulance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's bleeding. We got a bleeder. Um, and so the fucking, the truancy officer, because there's a big ass fight happening, he comes and he's like trying to pull me off and I'm like, get the fuck off of me. I lost my ever loving mind. And that was the Pam story. (laughs) And so you wrote on that for a while. I did. So nobody fought me after that. Nobody fought you after a while. And so she lost at that time. My next story about you is episode number 77. It's called, this is our year. This episode is, uh, this one is a couple of stories, actually. This is when Pierre worked at the strip club. And so I remember the time that somebody pulled out a shotgun on you, right? They pulled out a shotgun. And then the other part was where you almost died driving that car. But I wanted to ask you about the midget stripper. Sassy Cassie. Sassy Cassie. So I have to I have to build up the story a little bit. Okay. So at this point I'd been working downtown for like maybe two years. Okay. And I was making ten dollars an hour as a bouncer. God no. That's a fucking sin. And so one of the dudes was like, Hey man, do you want to come work at this strip club with me? Mm-hmm. We make bank. And, you know, I was still kind of walking with the Lord at that time. And I was just like, uh, I don't know if it, I don't know if this will fit I me. I don't know if the elders will approve. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it, man. It's cash money. I need this fucking job. So I start bouncing at the strip club. And the only reason they want you is because your height and the way that yeah, you look, right? Size, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's not so, It's not that you're tough or that you have, like, experience in no, this. just the They're way just I look. just like the way you look. Okay. And so the dude that referred to me he was a creep 
he would fucking hit on the dancers all the fucking time. Oh, no. And he would try to take them home and shit. And I was just like, bro, I'm here for the fucking money. Yeah. So I told a lot of the dancers that I was gay. So I would never hit on any Smart of the girls. Move. Because move. the girls would tip out the door guy, each door guy, $5. So the more they liked you, the more you got tipped out. Right. So I always acted gay as fuck. You're like, hey, girl, hey. Yeah. I would never hit on them. If they were on stage, I wouldn't look. I'd always, I was about the You're money. respectful. Yeah, yeah. You just right. need to get fucking paid. So I was always working the fucking door because I was a big motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And we had a very strict dress code that if you, if you didn't have money and you look ghetto, I could say, yeah, man, you can't come in. This is our dress code. Yeah. So one of the big things here in Denver was red. So if you wore any kind of red mm-hmm. coordinating, if you wore two or more colors of red, you couldn't come in. Yeah. So these old school Northsiders, old school, like now my age, probably like 30s, 40s dudes hey. come rolling up fucking face tattoos. And that was another thing in Denver, in Colorado. Yeah. A lot of bars don't do face tattoos. Nope. So they Get try that to cover in. up, girl. Put that cover up. They try to come in. I was like, hey, man. I saw him coming in from the parking lot. I was like, hey, bro, you guys got too much red. You guys are flamed out. You got face tattoos. Like, I'm just letting you know I can't let you in, man. Right. It's not a big problem. I'm just telling you these are the rules. And so they kind of get into it with me. And I'm like, look, bro, Saturday Night Live, right down the street, bro, they're going to let you in. But I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, you're not going to get served here. And if it's an issue, we got to call. Call corporate, bitch. Call corporate. Yeah. We're going to have to call the cops. So they're like, I bet. Fuck you, homie. And it's five of them. And I'm just like, all right, let me get another motherfucker out here. So my <laughs> boss comes out and he's 6'5". Okay, all right. He's a big ass motherfucker. So he comes out and he, and I've seen him fuck up dudes. Yeah. So I feel more comfortable with him. So they all get in their fucking car and it's old school suburban. Yeah. They get in their part and they start pulling up in the front. And I'm still standing out there and I see the window roll down. And then a shotgun comes out and fucking points directly at me. And it's like 10 feet. Yeah, you're right there. It's they, they just went up to where you were where you were bouncing. Yeah, and exactly, you know, like Pierre loves his movies. Oh I'm thinking fucking Boys in the Hood. You know, yeah. no, Ricky. Ricky. <laughs> I'm thinking Ricky. So I put my hands up and I was like, I seen everything but Jesus, motherfucker. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. And I just put my hands up and I'm like, bro, if you're gonna shoot me, shoot. I'm, you're not gonna shoot me in my back, motherfucker. Yeah. And so. I remember just like looking at that shotgun, scared as fuck. Yeah, you got to. And then they fucking, they, they turned out. up the street and then they shot a few shots in the air. And I'm like, god. oh my God. And I turned around and I was like, yo, that shit was crazy, huh? <laughs> Everybody ran inside. No! I was the only motherfucker. <laughs> You're the only one that hadn't seen anything but Jesus. I was the only motherfucker out there. They were like, stupid. why didn't you come inside? I was like, motherfucker, they would have shot my ass. Yeah. They wanted to see who would run. Yeah. And so that was another... So that didn't stop me from working there. No, I was just no. like, hi. Right. You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm about it now, bitch. I'm about this shit. And so the other story was I was with a bar back. And this motherfucker wasn't 21. Yeah. And he'd come into the bar and everybody loved him. So he would get drunk. And we would get fucked up together, bro. And one day I was like, fuck, man, I'm too fucked up. I can't drive. He was like, yeah. I got you, bro. I got you. We get into his Camaro. It's an old school Camaro. And yeah. he has a bunch of 99 banana shooters in the back. And he was like, that's, that's rubbing alcohol. He was like, come on, bro. Let's get right. Open that shit up. We do a shot. I don't think anything. 18-year-old in a Camaro. I'm like, God, bet. No. Let's do this. I, yep. We get into it. Fucking. And we're on 84th and Pecos. Okay. We get on the highway. Yeah. This motherfucking car gets up. We're doing 100 miles an hour. I'm not thinking anything oh about God. it. I'm just like, man, this car is fat. You're a good drunk driver, bro. <laughs> and we're coming up near I-25. And there was a semi in front of us. And he was like, watch this slingshot. And I'm just like. What's a slingshot, bitch? It's like you get right behind the semi and then you pull around it. Oh my God. Some Fast and the Furious shit. Yeah. Oh, he kills me all. And so. I had to pee my pants. Right on I-20, I-25 and exit 54th. Okay. We go to get around it. And then all of a sudden, the driver's side back tire rips clean off. And so, I don't know this at this point. I'm just like thinking. We dropped for some reason. Right. We start going towards the exit and we start fucking 180. No. We start speeding. You start flipping. And I don't have my seatbelt on. Of course. Why? Why would you? You're in a fucking Camaro and you've exactly. just had fucking bananas 99. And I remember just seeing sparks and I'm just like, I think he got this. And I look to so the driver's faith. side and I see the fucking wheel fly right past us. 
He ended up doing a complete 180, smacking the median yeah. and getting drugged like 300 feet. And I remember, I was like, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die at this point. Like, it is what it is. <laughs> yes, all I, I can't do nothing. It is what it is. And I remember all I got on me was a like a carpet burn from my forearm from the door from when we hit. That was all I fucking That's, had. Oh, my God. Your prayer warriors were there, bitch. And luckily, I was like, yo, we got to get the fuck out of here. So we end up catching Uber because there was fucking shooters in the car. Yeah. We get an Uber. We go to my house. I'm like, all right, bet. Let's brush our teeth. Oh, my God. Let's go back. We go back to get a tow truck. The tow truck ends up calling the cops on us. Fucking bitch. And the cops are like, uh, we might search you. And he was like, for what? They already left. Ain't nothing. Let's just tow the car, whatever. But like, Those I almost cops, died that time. Oh, my God. I would have fucking, I would have yeah. pissed my motherfucking pants. Pissed my motherfucking pants. I can't even imagine. What happened with Sassy Cassie? Oh, shit. Sassy Cassie. So I, Sassy Cassie is the world's smallest stripper. Two feet, 10 inches tall. Two feet, 10 inches. She Look was always right. very right. sweet. Very sweet. And so I remember, you know, we walked the girls out at the end of the night. And so I would always pick her up and walk her to the car. Like and a so, baby? Yeah. Because, oh, you know, she, it's, it takes longer for her to walk. Mm-hmm. So I remember one time she was like, hey, do you want to come hang out at my place? We're going to get fucked up. And at this point, I'm like three years in. And I was like, bet, I'm trying to fuck some strippers. Oh, my God. Let's do it. But did you think you want to fuck her or no. other stri- Okay, okay, okay. And so we go to her place and she's engaged by this skinny white boy who, who looks like the type of dude who would mm. a midget. Who likes like little kids. Yeah. Yeah, no. And so we're hanging out and shit and Sassy can't drink alcohol because her body can't metabolize it. Yeah, she's little. And so we're like, fuck it, let's start playing Truth or Dare. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I dare you smoke a bowl out of my butthole. And I was like, say less. No, you didn't. No, <laughs> you so didn't. So I grabbed the pipe, you know, I, I do a quick little weed bet. I've lived. I've been around. And I remember we were playing, obviously, Truth or Dare. And she yeah. was like, they were like, I dare you to kiss her. And I was like, yeah, I'll kiss her. So I started kissing her. And she starts rubbing her hands on me. She was like, do you want to do more? And this is You're where like, it hit me. This is the game. This is the game. It's truth or dare, bitch. This is the dare. And this, this is where it hits me where I'm just like, fuck, man. Like, if I go down this road, it doesn't it doesn't feel nice because it feels like a toddler. Like yeah. a three-year-old is on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like touching me. And I'm just like, hey, on some real shit, I don't think I can do this. She was like, come on, please. I was like, no, bitch. No, I can't. Bitch. I'm sorry. I, I can't. <sighs> I could not. And she was, she was mad about it. She was, was salty just, she was that salty you couldn't fuck a midget? I just couldn't do it. It just felt like a baby. Yeah. I wouldn't like, bitch, I've carried you over the snow. Like yeah, I can't, I, I can't, I can't have that kind of relationship with you. But after that, I don't think she fucked with me anymore. That she was still down. salty about yeah. that shit. It was weird. She man. was I'm engaged. Just, that's what they like. They, they want to see other people, all that weird shit, bro. I was like, no, I'm not about it. No, you're like, I, yeah, I, no. I couldn't do it. That's absolutely terrible. You want to take a quick break? Yeah. Okay. We'll be right, right back guys. Diablo. You're supposed to say blessings, bitch. You're no. supposed to say blessings. Starts off with blessings. Don't start with me. Diablo, Mm-mm. then blessings. This is my. I got. I got. I got a mixed drink. Anyway. I bet. Episode sixty. You're the reason Dad left. Oh. <laughs> what? What did we talk about in this episode? This episode, um, we talked about you getting jumped by That's us. That's right. That's right. This was also. The episode for you made me and my brother fight. I did. For no reason. Yeah, just because I was bored. You're absolutely right. And this is also the episode where you made me kill my queen. You killed your queen. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Okay, all right, let's talk about this. So the time that I had to fight three of my siblings at one fucking time, right? Because all I needed, all I asked Please help me clean. Help me clean the house because you guys are fucking dirty. It's messy. Pick up these fucking peanut crumbles. And Pierre was, he thought that he was like the king of the house, right? He thought he was a prince and he hated cleaning. And I would get yelled at if the house wasn't clean enough. So all I need, all I asked for was for people to help me clean. And he didn't want to help me clean. And he got in cahoots with my other siblings. I started it. You started it, bitch. I don't think I did. I don't know who started it then because it, it wasn't. Was, don't say. 
I don't know, our older sister. Well, I just know that I went upstairs for a little bit. And when I came back downstairs, you guys had a whole fucking plan. And all I was trying to do was do some fucking laundry. And you guys attacked me in the laundry room. For no reason. For no fucking reason. All of a sudden, I have to fight three of my siblings all at one time, mind you. And they they had a plan. Like, you grab her arm. You grab her arm. You fucking punch her in the kidney. You hit her with a spoon. Like, they had a whole fucking plan. Yeah, you did nothing. No, I did nothing. And you motherfuckers attacked me and I had to defend myself. And at the end of the day, you motherfuckers lost. And that's it's not I- just us. Pam's there too. <laughs> Pam's in that comment. I don't give a fuck. None of y'all got bit. None okay, of y'all got bit. So you got you explained your way out of that. Okay. How are you gonna explain making me and my little brother fight for your enjoyment? Why don't you blame our mother? Why didn't she fucking give us cable? Because the only thing, this is, this is my story. This is my, Your truth. my, this is my truth. Okay. We didn't have cable at the time. Right. And these motherfuckers, they always got away with everything, anything where like something went missing, something wasn't clean. They got away with it. They never we were boys in a Mexican household. Exactly. You knew the rules. Exactly. I was always guilty. It, me as, as a Mexican woman in a Mexican household, it was always my fault that my brothers did something wrong. And so I didn't have cable and I was bored and I said, you know what, Jules, how about we make these two little motherfuckers fight? And so if you, if your mind wasn't strong enough to fucking fight back what the bullshit that I fed you, that is your fault. That is your fault, bitch. I don't care. I don't even win anything. I know. I just said, fight him. I bet you, I bet you he can beat you up and I bet you he can beat you up. And I was betting on both of you to your face, to your face. And you were like, there's no fucking way he can beat me up. And the other one was like, of course I can fuck him up. I'm a great fighter. And I was like, well, let me see it then, bitch. And then you guys fell for it. I held back. I'll mm. give it to I'll give it to our little brother. He beat me up in that situation. But yeah. once I hit my growth spurt. Yeah. I think. Fuck him up. I think that you held back a lot of the times because you knew that you couldn't hurt him. And we weren't trying to call the fucking the, the ambulance. All right. So. You were the victim. You didn't have fucking cable. Now we're on to the honoree. Oh, yeah. We have honorable mentions. So my honorable mention is episode 80 motherfucking nine. 89, baby. That's a good, good episode. Good year. Tips I appreciated. Tips I appreciated. Pierre loves any time that he can do this Creole accent. So for me, this was one of the funniest episodes that we had done um even though i wasn't part of the experience in nola i still this is one of my favorite you should have gone this was one of my favorite episodes to listen to like if i have to go back the ones that i've mentioned i will listen to just because what happened in nola i also feel that you know i don't know if the listeners know but we also have a youtube account we do. So that also adds into it because, you know, I'm, I'm real I'm real lively with my shit. Right. You talk with your hands. I do. But this episode, I get into it. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm there. I'm present. Mm-hmm. I fucking love this episode, especially Sambo. Sambo was you my know, favorite. Sambo was a fucking hilarious fucking dude. And it was, it was funny because nobody else was thinking it the way I was seeing it. And I was like, yo, yeah. look at this motherfucker. He a hustler. God damn, he a hustler. <laughs> Tips I appreciate. Tips I appreciate. This is how I feed my family. And I think a lot of it was because people on the trip knew I did a podcast. But a lot of people, you know, one thing about the podcast, people always say, Oh, I listened to your podcast, but I don't really listen to it. Gina, mm-hmm. you about it. Gina. Brian, you yeah. about it, motherfucker. Y'all. No, it's Reyes. God damn it. We got some solid fucking listeners. We do. So like in my day-to-day life when people are like, oh, I listen to the podcast. I was like, you don't listen to shit. Yeah. We have true listeners and then we have, you know, fake casual. Listeners. Yeah. We have casual listeners. And so a lot of people on that trip were casual. So I was like, I'm going to talk so much shit about them. Mm-hmm. We'll see who, who really listens. <laughs> Not one person reached back to me and was like, oh. Nobody blocked you? No. Nobody was like, yo, man, that shit was funny. That shit was true. Because they're casual fucking casual. listeners. I fucking can't but stand that. But that trip to Nolens, mm-hmm. I fucking loved it, man. Yeah. And I feel like this needs to be said because Jules gets a lot of bullshit for the podcast for being a fucking bitch. Yeah. And just being mean. <laughs> but mine is, and you already brought it up, I'm here for my destiny. Ah! 
Destiny Ortega, bro, when I got, when I was hurt and I was down, Jules was like, let me see those pictures. <laughs> so walk us through right. the McRib real quick. So super quick, I forgot to mention this because I'm queen petty. Don't fuck with my family. Only, I can, only you can do that shit. Yeah, only, only. Because I was I, hurt. <laughs> I saw that. First of all, I lent Pierre the $50 to buy the fucking the fucking Fuck tickets and and so then he came back with a little broken heart and i can't i can the only bitch that can break pierre is me that is it if you try to break my baby sister you gonna get fucked up so he told me i'm sad that night he came home like a sad little puppy and i was like don't fucking embarrass our family don't embarrass us and don't be fucking sad fuck that bitch let me see those photos and at what the, happened who did that to you exactly <laughs> So he shows me the photos and I'm like, you know what? Fuck this bitch. We're going to embarrass her because I too watched all of the fucking 90s movies. The she's all that 10 things I hate about you. All that shit. Right. And I said, let's Photoshop something funny on her face. We end up settling on we're going to Photoshop something over her head. And Pierre at this time also was at the height of the McRib. People love the McRib. About that shit. Pierre was about the McRib life. And so he said, he mentioned something about McDonald's and I was just like, what if we put a fucking McRib on her head? What if we do that? And Pierre's like, love it. Let's, fu- let's fucking do it. So here I am Googling a picture of a fucking McRib, trying to cut it out perfectly so that there's, that you, you only see the sauce and the fucking fake ass, you know, rib. Yeah, it was a hard cut out. It was a hard, yeah, because it's saucy. And so we end up getting it, put the fucking McRib on her face. And then this bitch has the balls, the fucking gall to ask for the photos afterward like hey pierre you know how we went to uh homecoming together um do you happen to have those photos i paid for that shit and pierre paid for all of that shit so we printed off a bunch of them and pierre posted them and this was also like during facebook time so he had that as like his profile picture and people no, it's myspace 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 that's right facebook yeah and he had that shit as his like profile picture. And people were like, what the fuck is on her face? And Pierre's like, it's a McRib. It was the best date I ever had. I loved eating her face. This she bitch, didn't hurt me. <laughs> this bitch was so embarrassed because you couldn't see her face. You just saw her body and a fucking McRib. We still have that bitch's photo is still up to this day. On our fridge. On the fridge. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's for all the shit I talk about, Jules. Jules is there when you need her. Exactly. You need a, a petty bitch. You need some fucking brainstorming ideas on how to hurt a bitch. Call me. I'm going to help you out. That's what the fuck I'm here for. You know, she'll make you fight your brother till you bleed. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You know, she'll she'll, make, you. she'll, she'll make you kill off your significant other for the podcast. But when she, <laughs> when you need her, she's there. She laughs at your rape story. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. All right, motherfucker. Let's, let's finish up let's wrap this some up. quick shout outs. Shout outs to all the real motherfucking listeners. The people that actually listen to us week by week. You know exactly who the fuck you are because we chat with you. And thank you for rocking with us. Also appreciate the new listeners. You know, it's it's funny when people know how to laugh at pain. Yeah. And the people who follow us are like, yeah, bro. Some shit happened to us too. We got a lot of new listeners. Appreciate you guys, but we also fuck with the old listeners. We appreciate all of you guys for rocking with us and for enjoying our shenanigans. And go fuck yourselves. Bye. Stay blessed. <laughs>